If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Hour number two of a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, VEASAN.com, the VEASAN app, Fubo, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, wait for it, Baton Rouge. It's all brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. It's Gil Alexander. Jeff Parlay is here as well. Uh, Brady Cannon will join us later this hour to talk about the Tour Championship and the uh, FedEx Cup as a uh, arc to win the biggest purse in all of golf. Uh, we will have him in studio. I believe he's in studio. I believe Brady's strolling on in. Jason Weingarten uh, standing by here momentarily as well. We get tweets at Beating the Book. Always appreciate the uh, the feedback. Trevor Warwick, I love waking up and seeing Gonsolin drop to 6-1 to one when you have him at a big number. Thanks to your show, Gil. Jason deserves a lot. Our conversations that we had earlier in the season when Gonsolin was 11-0 and 0, and we were saying, or at least I know I was, was like, have we? has the pendulum swung on win-loss? Uh, Mike Alvarez. Gil, you forgot to mention uh, you work at the tip of the strip where the Cowboys and Bowlers play as well. Oh, that's true. I have that going for me as well, Jeff. And the bingo players are here too. Right. We're talking about how like yeah, Preston and I were doing these college football pods together, and uh, one of us one of us advanced further than the other. Pretty sure. Uh, Paul Medina. Hey, uh, young Gilly. Any tennis picks today? Also, has anyone looked into Preston Johnson and Kelly Bidlin being the same person? <laughs> uh, again, no tennis picks today. Um, good week so far. 4-0 since Sunday, uh, which is good. So it's a nice little run-up, a little run-up here in the hard courts heading into the U.S. Open, but nothing today. There was nothing that stood out as far as uh, has anybody looked into Preston and Kelly being the same person. Do you, Kelly Bidlin, by the way, uh, primetime actions Kelly Bidlin here at VEASAN. Kelly has actually, this is a true story, Jeff, I don't know if you know this, Kelly has walked out here in the South Point before, walking around, 
and he got heckled by somebody from like across the sportsbook floor, like, yeah, nice pick, man. And Kelly's like, why is this guy screaming at me? I didn't make any picks. Like, what pick did I make? That Why is he screaming at me? Why is he being so aggressive? And then he realized Preston had given out a, an incorrect pick, and Kelly was just getting destroyed for it at the South Point. So, yes, we have not seen them in the same place. It's a very good point. Uh, all right, Jason Weingarten comes to us from under a cloud of smoke in Southern California, at Spreadopedia on Twitter. And, of course, he is the host of the Wide World of Weingarten podcast. It's Jason Weingarten. How you doing, man? Pretty good. How's it going? Doing very well. I thought of you, I thought of you yesterday because, um, and again, we're, we're a good two years away from this. But this was the show where we sort of got a lot of notoriety for talking about elections and the United States presidential election back in 2020. And um, it was a great experience. Again, apolitically speaking, ladies and gentlemen, if you're just tuning in for the first time, we're just trying to win money. And so we're two years ahead, but DraftKings Ontario has these up for the 2024 U.S. presidential election. And I just wanted to get way too early thoughts from Jason on this. Uh, Former President Donald J. Trump and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis are your co-short shots, both at three to one. Uh, Incumbent president, if he chooses to run, Joe Biden is at six to one. His vice president, Kamala Harris, 14 to one, along with California Governor Gavin Newsom, also at 14 to one. And then former vice president, Mike Pence, checking in at 18 to one. Everybody else, 25 to one or longer, including the likes of Michelle Obama, Dwayne Johnson and Tucker Carlson, among others. What are you thinking at this point? Two years out. I bet Gavin Newsom myself, I think I bet him at like 100 to one or a huge number earlier. Uh, there was an article in the New York Times, an interview a couple weeks ago, where they asked a, a Dem strategist, uh, is Biden going to run? And he, she, I think it was a she, she said no. Um, or she said off the record, no, he's not going to run for re-election. Um, and then she said, they said not off the record. He said, as she said, um, no, he's probably not going to run still, basically. So... I, I I keep thinking I don't know how or when they're going to announce Biden's not running for re-election, but I can't really, you know, uh, wrap my head around a, a scenario where Joe Biden is running for re-election. So if I was looking at a Democrat, it would be much farther down the odds list than Joe Biden at this point. Yeah, he would be the oldest president for to run for office at that point. I think he already is the oldest president, if I'm not mistaken, in office already. So uh, there's that. As well. So anyway, just a just a little plant the seed kind of thing, because the beauty of these markets for those who are who are new to su- such a thing is that both in 2020 and in 2016, what happens the what happened the night of the election were, were two of the more unbelievable case studies in betting behavior. 2016, first of all, as Florida flipped to Trump, and then 2020 was almost this muscle memory thing where people thought the same thing was going to happen, but they weren't really paying attention to what had been called yet and what hadn't been, and it flipped the other way. So it was, it was a uh, – you, you did tremendously well in 2016. Uh, How would you do in 2020? I can't remember. I did very well in 2020. I did all right on the states. I think yeah. I won every state. I won every uh, you know, senator election or whatever. Yeah. I did not win the presidential election. That yeah. was unfortunate for yeah. betting reasons, but other than that, it, it was fine. Yeah. You know, you okay. learn. Well, we'll revisit it when the time comes, but just want to throw that out here sort of at the halfway mark. The other thing we've been kicking around this morning, you and I were texting about this the uh, last night, 
is okay. The Dodgers have just in in two in a three game span have just destroyed the ERAs of both Corbin Burns and Sandy Alcantara at the top of the NL Cy Young race. And so the notion of Tony Gonsolin comes up once again. Tony Gonsolin, who's 8-1 to one in the markets, roughly, to win the NL Cy Young. 16-1 and one now, his win-loss record. But I should point out again that Julio Arias didn't even sniff the award at 20-3 to three last year. Where's your bet right now? I know you've got bets in pocket, but if you're showing up right now, do you take... An eight to one flyer on Gonsolin, even at this reduced number. Uh, eight to one is a little low. I mean, it's sort of like I I say a lot. If if you're just taking him now, you're you're kind of you know failing the 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 futures betting process. The the you should have taken him before his last start. You should have taken him last week if you had this thought. You know, uh, playing him after this is not the the best strategy long-term for making money, but he's clearly in the race. Uh, it looks like he is more in the race than his teammate, Julio Urias, who I think deserves more consideration. But, uh, you know, the, the thing with the Dodgers is that the, the benefit the Dodgers pitchers have is they don't have to face the Dodgers lineup mm-hmm. down the stretch. So, mm-hmm. yeah. um, I think Alcantara has got another start coming up versus the Dodgers uh, later this week. And I don't know. I think Burns basically eliminated himself last night. So the Dodgers pitchers are very live. The Arias thing deserves to be repeated. It just shows you how irrational these markets are, right? There's no world where Gonsolin should be 8-1 to one and Arias should be 80-1. to one. Like, it's just yeah. it's just ridiculous, right? He's like, throwing more innings. He yeah. has more strikeouts. He has 13 wins. You know, there's nothing... Urias has done that that shouldn't put him in the same conversation as these other top line stars. And there's Max Fried too. No one's talking about him. Yeah. What did what did you bet today, Jason? I uh, well, you know, I noticed the 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 odds today. I don't know if you noticed this, but there's like seven games with minus two hundred or even yeah. minus three hundred favorites today. It's, it's that kind of day. Yeah, it's that kind of day. So I. Uh, I did not have much of a card, unfortunately. My uh, my best bet is the Royals as like a plus one twelve underdog. Does uh, d- do you go into and let's be honest here? If I looked into your account right now, would I find what I used to call a major league baseball brain dead parlay? Would I find one of Nothing. those in there? Nothing. Nah, I haven't. I haven't done any parlays. Yeah. Uh, the only parlay I did. I uh, I round robin the NFL preseason sides I gave out last week. Yes, and, you uh, did very well, didn't you? Yeah, the only thing the Rams, if the Rams hadn't had that big pass interference call at the end and blown the game, I would have would have gone three and zero and won a bunch of money. Uh, Instead, it was just an all right week. Let this let this be the first moment where we say how absolutely punitive, not only game changing on the field but so bet-changing PIs are in the National Football League. And it's the age-old debate. Do you go spot a foul? Do you change it to the college rule where it's 15 yards? Like, what is the proper way to do this? There are some who say you can't do 15 yards because then you're going to have just blatant, you know, oh, I'm about to get beat. Let me just take down. Let me just tackle the receiver. So that 15 yards creates its own set of problems. I don't know, man. Like the subjectivity of those and, and then the spot of foul is just so, so tough. And you lose a bet probably because of it, right? 
Yeah, I mean, it, it was game-changing. It's the kind of thing, it's a preseason game, so no one really cared or is paying attention except me, and I'm, like, walking out of the stadium, like, isn't anybody else upset about that pass interference call that just changed the game? They're like, no, it's a, it's a preseason game. I didn't. I don't care. I'm like, okay, well, that's such a I guess gr- it's just me. That's such a great relatable feeling. I can't tell you how many times I'm watching tennis between random players, and I'm like, oh, my God, did anybody see this? You can't serve. Oh, it's just me. Forgot about it. I'm the only one watching. Um, let me ask you, since we were talking about elections, how about World Baseball Classic? Thinking about things well in advance. Have you considered, dare I say, even made a bet on this already? Or have you considered what countries we might keep an eye out for? There's no markets yet to, to bet. But obviously, the, the first team I'd look at is uh, Cuba. See who uh, who makes the cut on that lineup. They uh, They said that the major league players are eligible to play for the Cuban team this year. So... Uh, you know, might get a superstar team there. The Dominican team obviously will be uh, a pretty strong team, and then Team America. You know, home field advantage. They're gonna, they're gonna obviously be the, the tournament favorite. Oh, I did get the answer I was expecting. I was expecting a certain long shot that didn't come out of your mouth. Which hmm. one? Team Venezuela? No. For God's sakes, Jason. Team Israel. Oh, Team Israel. Oh, I gotta, I gotta look at their, uh, their lineup a bit. <laughs> okay. I don't even know who's on the roster yet. Oh, it's going to be a whole bunch of American ball players on that roster as well. So we'll still, see. Still, still on track to be the future general manager at Team Israel. Though. Yes, yes, you are. Still very much on track to be that. Hey, look, Preston can own a team. You can do big things as well. GM okay. Team Israel. Thank you, Jason. Appreciate it as always. I'll talk to you later. You too, Jason Weingarten. Everybody. Uh, from under a cloud of smoke, host of the Wide World of Wine Garden podcast, wherever podcasts are distributed. All our podcasts, by the way, including the Beating the Book podcast at vcin.com. Coming back, Jeff's got some NFL props next. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, season two, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever and the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, 
We've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Numbers game proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. Don't forget about our uh, betting splits section on the website. Uh, betting splits available to you every 10 minutes. That's when they're updated. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit Visa.com to check out the current betting splits data. If you want to know where the money and bets are moving every game, again, updated every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits, yet another way that Visa is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. Skill Alexander, Jeff Parlay is here as well. And uh, Jeff, uh, you just uh, you isolated Team Israel's group in the upcoming World Baseball Classic next year? Who are they, who's yeah, it's, in their uh, group? it's uh, <laughs> we, you know, we use the group of, uh, I don't know if we use the phrase group of death anymore. Paul Carr uh, told me we're not I, supposed I to use, use that, anymore. that anymore. I don't know who I'm offending by saying yeah, that, but apparently I, I'm not supposed to use that anymore. I, yeah, but uh, so they are, it's groups of five this year. Upcoming in the 2023 uh, World Baseball Classic. Uh, so one of the teams is to be determined. I like their chances against TBD. TBD. Uh, but the other three teams with, with Israel are Venezuela, the Dominican Republic, and Puerto Rico. <laughs> I do not hey, like man. Team Israel's chances. Hey, listen, man, we take down Puerto Rico. The other two teams might be a problem. Venezuela and the DR, that could be a problem. Jock Peterson, start swinging. Let's get it done. All right, you have some NFL props. Now, we always have these in, in, the, uh, in the hopper in case we need to uh, talk about them because we spent a summer going through pretty much everything. Any stray ones that we have here? How would you describe these props? If you were to, if you were to give them an excitement rating, Jeff, what, would you, what, what number would you give? Oh, everything's a 10 out of 10. Come on now. Okay, I was just curious. Come on, every, everything's right. a 10 out of 10. You know that. Uh-huh. But uh, so we'll start, again, we have to start with your favorite Division, Gil, and that's the NFC East, oh. as we always do. And, you know, it's it's fascinating to see which players are available on which books 
for individual player props? Because when going through multiple books here, Gil, there are some players that just are surprisingly unavailable right now. But in the NFC East, first off, at, uh, at DK for, for these ones, it's pretty funny that no Giants are currently available in the receiving props, <laughs> receiving yards props. So these are this oh I see. So these are done by division. My yeah, I, I separated them by division. Oh, you uh, did. I separate. Yeah, they're, so they're, they're so about they're about. I want to say they're about 50, 60 players listed across the entire NFL. But I, I separated by division. So this is not an actual market, is what you're saying? No, this is the market. Oh. This is just a receiving yards oh, okay. market. I just separated them by the division, so they everyone obviously has their own number for the whole season. Okay, so but what I'm trying to get at is maybe I'm the slow one here. Are are these actually offered division by division? They're off. These are just player receiving yards. No, 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 I know, but just for the for the audience here, I get it. There's a big market for receiving yards, but are they actually offered as specific betting markets receiving yards per division? No, it's just okay, everyone is under I, under okay. the same receiving okay. yards thing. I that's just separated I, for. I, I understand the purpose that, of the show. I know, Jeff. I'm just trying to get to the <laughs> point of whether this is an actual market. What you're telling me, it's not. You just separated them arbitrarily. Gotcha. Not arbitrarily, but but by your own poetic license here. Okay. So you can't actually. This is not an, a market in and of itself. Just go to go to the player, the season player props, receiving yards props. That's where you find everything. Okay. So if you were to break them down division by division, which you have here, C.D. Lamb, your number one player here for receiving yards in the NFC East. I, I would be more curious to know, though, honestly, and I appreciate you doing this division by division, but for our betting purposes, where does he fall in the in the whole scheme of things? Do you know, offhand? I have to double check, but going through this on the NFC side, there were only, I can do this very quickly, one and two players with higher numbers than C.D. Lamb in the NFC. Cooper Cup and Justin Jefferson, I That guessing. would be correct. Okay. Uh, Cooper Cup and Justin Jefferson, who led the league, obviously receiving yards last year, 1947 for Cooper Cup, 16-16 for Justin Jefferson. Um if we were to do that full market, would you bet on Cooper Cup again? So Cooper Cup actually has a lower number than Justin Jefferson this year, which surprised me. Jefferson is uh, is number one, was number one in the NFL period at thirteen fifty and a half, and Cup is at thirteen hundred even. Unless it, unless Stafford's injury is so significant that it knocks Stafford out for a few weeks, why would you not just take all cup props that you can? Because they're going to throw, they're going to, again, I know Allen Robinson is there, but they're going to throw to him. I can have over 140 targets again, probably an insane number like he did last year. So a cup would, we'll have the whole NFC West in a little bit, but I wouldn't be inclined to look over 1300 and a half on cup. I, don't I would mean, be willing to do that if, again, if we're taking ridiculously high numbers, which that is. I don't mean to hijack your receiving yards prop uh, question here because I don't think I would bet this, but I just want to talk about the Vikings for a second. So on the Beating the Book podcast, there are many things I asked of Las Vegas Chris and Matt Brown, uh, some of which was, you know, what's the, what's the team in each conference that conventional wisdom holds very high, very highly, that you think could miss the playoffs entirely? Those kinds of questions. Uh, we asked, 
you'll have to tune into the podcast to get their answers, which is pretty fascinating. But one of the things was at the end, we were just like, okay, we've gone through all these different things. We try to sound highbrow with all these different questions. But what about your buddy who's not even a better who's like, hey, who's going to be in the Super Bowl this year? Who's going to be in the Super Bowl? Matt Brown's NFC team. Go ahead. The Minnesota Vikings. That's a little too much excitement for my liking. Yeah. I, I sort of get it. If you think that the NFC, and I think a lot of people do, right? We talked to Drew Dinsick yesterday about how every one of those teams that are, you know, that conventional wisdom has at the top of the NFC, the Bucks, because of injuries and age, perhaps in the case of Tom Brady, you have to throw perhaps in there because he's shown no sign of it, right? But all the injuries with the Bucks. The injury that you just alluded to with Stafford with the Rams. The fact that Aaron Rodgers is without Devontae Adams. The fact that the NFC East is always a hodgepodge, free-for-all, whatever you want to call it. Do the Cowboys really stand above the fray? If that is your, if that is your view of the NFC, is it that outlandish that now with the subtraction, with the addition by subtraction of Mike Zimmer, that they can't go to a Super Bowl? So let, let, let's let's look at the path here that you just brought up a, a few points of it. I'm, I don't like first-year coaches getting to a Super Bowl because we just don't know what they are. We don't – we assume Kevin O'Connell is an improvement over Mike Zimmer. Aaron Schatz was like, that's my coach of the year. Yeah, we're, we assume uh, – do I think he probably is in the end? Yes, I do because Zimmer was stuck in the Jurassic period by the, uh, by the end of his tenure. But I am – a little bit concerned about that we're getting a little too far out in front of how good O'Connell's going to be without seeing any real sample size. In order for Minnesota to make the Super Bowl, they have to win the NFC North because I don't see them winning multiple road playoff games. And they more than likely have to be the two seed, which could happen because of the NFC West is all jumbled. Could happen. I know Tampa has all sorts of injuries on the offensive line. Brady can't really move. Those would really have to impact it. And then either Dallas or Philly would not have to have a giant season. So, I don't know. I, I think that's just a little too aggressive. But there is a path. There's a path probably for six NFC teams to make the Super Bowl this well, year. I think that's the point, right? Yeah, there's like, probably six. We, it's so ingrained in us that the Vikings will find a way to be an epic fail, right, every time. But imagine, like, if they do that. I mean, who's the, it's, it's more, it's sort of the takeaway is more about how bad Mike Zimmer was than anything else. I think you could draw a straight, straight line from one to the other. We'll see. But that, I thought that was an interesting answer. Um, as you're looking, you, you, there's an off screen here. We went to the NFC North guys for receiving yards. You watching Hard Knocks? Did you watch the uh, third episode last night? Still haven't watched yeah, it. Yeah, I haven't watched it either. But did you see Amon Ross St. Brown? I alluded to this earlier, how he, how he was able to – he can name all 16 wideouts in front of him that were drafted by name. It still hurts him. It's still a motivating factor for him. But he is behind Justin Jefferson, Darnell Mooney of the Bears, just in terms of parsing it out into division by division. What is his number in the general market? Do you know for Amon Ross St. Brown? For, for, for most receiving yards? For most receiving yards. Yeah. That I do not know off Because, again, these division by division, just to clarify, don't exist, right? Well, again, it, 
it's just the Jeff, res- just to answer the question, does it exist or not? Yes or no? They're division by division. I just separated the receiving okay, props I, by division, but, so no. Okay, that's all I'm saying. So that's I just want to know what his number is in the general market. So it doesn't exist by Wait by a division. second. This is his general market number. These are all regular receiving numbers for oh, their season. Right. These are the yards, correct. But I'm just saying for the, for the whole – but it doesn't exist by division. So I'm just curious what his thing is. These are over-unders, but I'm saying for the general one for most receiving yards. We don't know. Looking it up right now. Okay. All right. Well, there's that. So anyway, there's, as long as I just don't want it to be presented in a way where it's not available on screen. Sixty to one. Okay. Sixty to one. Okay. Well, we'll get that done. Sixty to one on someone like him. Is that worth a flyer or a cup? And are people like Cup and Jefferson so much, so much more likely that it's not worth a long shot like that? Hard knocks bump for a player like that. Justin Jefferson, your short shot for most receiving yards in the National Football League. But you can bet all these guys over-unders, that's for sure. Coming back with Brady Cannon in studio next. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Numbers game proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. Always appreciate uh, BetMGM Nevada's sponsorship on this. Don't forget our Pro Football Guide comes out tomorrow. College football already out. Pro football tomorrow. Start your season on the right foot with expert profiles of every team, including team trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations. Plus, best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Remember the only way to get access to this year's football betting guides is to become a Beeson all-access subscriber. Sign up on our discounted football special and get all access to everything we do from now through the Super Bowl for only $175 or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Go to Beeson.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Ladies and gentlemen, he's the co-host of the greatest golf betting show there ever was. You can also find it in podcast form. We don't uh, promote that enough. Long Shots is the name of that show. It's Brady Cannon. How you doing, Brady? I'm good. One more time. Yeah. The final week, of course, during golf season, every Wednesday, yeah. I pop on in here. and uh, Really appreciate you popping in. Absolutely. It's uh, become a little bit of an institution. A little bit of an institution. I, uh, I brought this up some time ago because I know it's not in vogue to say anything positive about the uh, Live Golf Tour. <laughs> and, and, I'm, and I'm first and foremost there. I, I find it to be soulless. Right, there's no yeah. soul to it. Uh, that's whatsoever. a good way to say it. Yeah, but but Parlay was just talking off off air about some stuff, and this sort of harkens back to something I said a month or two ago. Jeff, could you give us the updates on on some of these monetary changes now on the PGA Tour? All right, so let's go through this. Uh, this is in uh, the around that press conference today from uh, Monahan, the commissioner of the PGA, and after that meeting in Wilmington where Tiger was very serious and in, uh, in his, uh, in his plaid off the plane, uh, going from there. So, uh, the PGA tour is elevating, uh, a lot of money things, including the PGA tours player impact program. Remember this is based off popularity. It was really only top five, top 10 guys are involved. They've expanded it to top 20. Now it's $50 million a purse. Now we'll move to $100 million a purse Jeez, from wow. that. So more money involved there. Uh, they're going to be more, they're going to increase the purse of four more events. So now 12 events total, because they said they would increase it of eight earlier in the year. So 12 more, more events that are on the tour with an average of increase of $20 million. So good there, more money. And not only that, 
there are some other things that we may not think of right. that are good here. Uh, they are launching a earnings assurance program that will guarantee full exempt members $500,000 as the minimum that they will make this year. So it doesn't matter uh, if you're a rookie or other players, you're going to get a payment up front, which is good. And then this one, which I never even realized this, but kind of surprised it took them so long, travel stipend program. You missed the cut, you're at least getting some money back. So that's an amazing one right there. That's a really good one. That's an amazing one because you're right. You're right, Jeff, that that's something we would never think about. We would just kind of assume, maybe. It, yes. By the way, it should be said the same thing of, like, tennis players. Like, if you're not in the top 50, mm-hmm. it is a real financial burden for you to get around because you have your your physio, right? You got your coach. Right. You got It's all on your dime. And you're not making enough on tour to sort of cover that. So it, like, becomes a, a financial sort of conflict. But I guess my point in all that is, and all of the stuff that Jeff just mentioned, and I said this to you about a month or two months ago, whenever, whenever this topic came up again. Listen, I'm all anti-live tour, soulless. I get it. Greg Norman has this vendetta against the PGA Tour, and it's just the way it's playing out. It's like the guys that most people hated on the PGA Tour. Yeah. Oh, what do you know? They're on the live right. tour, right? But on this point, don't they deserve a little bit of credit didn't they didn't they actually expose the PGA a mm-hmm. bit here? Mm-hmm. Didn't isn't one of their points is actually true that in the end they were right that the PGA was holding a little too much money back. Yes. I, I think it's like anything that competition, you know, breeds progress. And, and, and that's exactly what has happened here. Um, I think that's maybe the most positive result that we have seen to this date from the Live Tour is it's really put the PGA Tour on notice like, hey, you've got to do more for your people. And they have. And, and, and I mean, right now, almost the most beneficial golfers in the world are PGA Tour players. They're really getting their pockets lined. I mean, that travel stipend, you know, and you don't have the stigma of having defected to live. You, you, the, being a PGA Tour member right now is getting pretty good. Yeah. I just think they always get crushed for that. And I was like, that's the one thing where it's like they kind of exposed them. They yeah. did. Yeah. I mean, at least give them that much. Um, okay. This week, Tour Championship. We're down to 30. 30 golfers. Only 29, you know. Only 29. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Willie Z, unfortunately, I hope he's okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what a young we, we, rising star. And I hope he can get through this. Jeff said it the other day. That is one costly back injury. Oh, yeah. Two herniated discs uh, because of the purse, the, you know, the, the huge amount of money and how high up the, the chart he was here. But Scotty Scheffler, as was, you know, probably fade out completely, although it shifted when uh, Cantlay won, um, you know, when, uh, when different players won, won different times here in the three-tournament arc. But Scotty Scheffler ends up with the most points at 10-under. Cantlay's two back at 8-under. Xander... By the way, is this 600? Does he start at 600 now? I thought it yeah. used to be 700. Well, yeah. Zalatoris would have been would 7. Would have been 7, that's yeah. right. So, okay, there you go. So, Xander's 6, and then Burns is 5, Cameron Smith. So, that's a, that's a bigger, like, the Zalatoris departure is an even, you know, bigger thing for both Scheffler and Cantlay. But Shoffley is the next one down. So, anyway, it's the staggered leaderboard to begin. No cut. 29 guys now. There's that, there's the FedEx Cup, and then there's this tournament itself you can bet on. Correct, yeah. There's two different markets, and you can't find both markets everywhere, Um, but there's what they call, you know, uh, start scoring 
market, you know, the, the, the scores that you start with, which is there on the graphic, uh, Scotty Scheffler at 10, like you say, can't lay at eight. And then there's the low 72 hole score. It was a couple of years ago that Xander Shoffley actually shot the four lowest rounds of the tournament, but because of the adjusted scoring, Dustin Johnson won the FedEx right. cup. So that would have been two different bets there that you could have won. If you had Xander in the low 72 hole score market and Dustin Johnson with the scoring start market. Um, Wes and I actually went oppo this week, and you can check that out, bsin.com slash podcast for long shots. Wes played exclusively the 72-hole low score market. I, I played uh, exclusively the started scoring exclusive markets. So did you did you play any FedEx Cup before this week? I did not. Okay. I did not. And, and the other thing our guest uh, Mackenzie Nova or Mackenzie Kramer uh, he's at Mac Nova on Twitter. He's the producer for ESPN's Daily Wager. Really a good golf head. Uh, he he's involved in all of our golf drafts when we do the majors and stuff like that. Um, he and I agreed this week that we dumbed down the risk a little bit this week because of, you know, the adjusted scoring. Even if you're playing the low 72-hole score market, there's only 29 players here. Um, you know, it's not like you're going to bet eight outrights, you know, when there, when there's only 29 guys in the field. And it's just a little bit of a a different dynamic, I think, than your normal PGA Tour event for a lot of reasons. Uh, so I certainly did not go out and go crazy this week. Um, I did play two outrights, again, in the adjusted scoring market. I took a shot with Xander. I played him last week as well. You know, he's Mr. Limited Field, Mr. No Cut event. Uh, he's had so much success in those type of, uh, types of things. He's also had tremendous success here at Eastlake where they play the Tour Championship. He's got a first place, a seventh, two seconds, and a fifth. Also, TPC River Highlands is one of the courses that I think sets up very similarly to East Lake as far as driving accuracy and what you need to do at that golf course. Well, just a few months ago this summer, Xander Shoffley won that event. So I think he makes some sense on the correlated courses as well. And then the other outright I played was Rory McIlroy. Xander, of course, starts four shots back. Rory McIlroy will start six shots back. And he's been a machine at this course as well. He's won this event twice and has four additional top 10 finishes. Uh, two of the other correlated courses I used were TPC Sawgrass and the Summit Club right here in Las Vegas, where Rory has won at both properties. I think Rory McIlroy is probably the best player in the world right now. He's, he's ranked number three, but I think his game, when he's on, he can beat anybody in the world right now. And uh, four sh or six shots back, starting at four under, that's about as deep as I wanted to go. I got Xander at plus 760. I got Rory at 12 to 1, and he's down now anywhere from about 8 to plus 950. I got Rory at 12 because I grabbed him before the Willie Z news was announced. When Zalatoris was uh, withdrew from the tournament, everybody's odds were cut. Um, so roughly 8 to 1 on, on uh, Shoffley and 12 to 1 on Rory. Okay. From a, from a betting standpoint, I know that you find this a little little squirrely, but yet in the end, you did end up betting the the staggered leaderboard. Yeah, and I, you know, I think Scheffler's got a great shot. Obviously, he starts with a lead, but I didn't want to play him at two to one. Do you like, from a fan's perspective, as we go to break here, do you think that the, that the PGA has done enough 
to like make this an exciting event because I don't feel like it's getting the buzz that it deserves. We can talk about this in the next yeah. segment. I think it's maybe the best it can be right now, but I have one suggestion how it can maybe oh, be better. I like that. All right, we'll get that. And then uh, Brady, oh, by the way, he's won a super contest. <laughs> he's got football thoughts. On the other side, Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, season two, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever, and the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on 
Sports Betting Network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM rewards, sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app, sign up with BetMGM, or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Skill Alexander. We get tweets at uh, Beating the Book. Always appreciate the uh, feedback. Eric Biggio from William Hill. He said, we will have some World Baseball Classic outrights up today. And then he spoke uh, in phonetic Hebrew with English letters, <laughs> which I won't bother anybody with. wonder who the favorite will be. DR. Dominican Republic. Probably. Either them or Japan. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Japan as well. This is from uh, 3JackH3131. He says, uh, hey, Gil, can you ask Jeff one more time about the, <laughs> about the division? By division <laughs> that's funny. Can he, break, can he break that down by quarterback, running back, tight end also? And not that's in Jay says... Uh, Vegas Heat getting to Gill and Parlay. Hug it out, boys. Ah, man, I love Jeff. We're good. I love Jeff. We're good. We're... You know, here's the thing, Jeff. They're going to realize how much I love you very soon, aren't they? Yeah, uh, yeah. I think that's a very good way to tease it. That's all I have to say. Brady Cannon is here. We, did, we didn't get to your head-to-heads, but you wanted to answer that question before. Oh, yeah. Um, a friend of the network who appears uh, on our Long Shots program every year when we preview the British Open. He's one of the finest golf handicappers in the world, and that's Ben Coley from the U.K., and I saw him make this suggestion, and I've kind of heard it mentioned uh, in passing uh, in other spaces, but uh, as far as a solution, I think the staggered scoring is certainly an improvement from what we had in the past, but he brought up match play, and wouldn't that be great? kind of a bracketed format where you have a number one seed who would be Scotty Scheffler. And don't we do that at some point in the golf season? Yeah, you have the the match, The match. I think it's the Dell match play or whatever. It's usually in March down at uh, Austin Country Club. And you're right. Love that, the tournament. That should be at but the end. But wouldn't that be cool for the final 30 here? Totally. That should totally Scotty's be Scotty's the, the number one seed. You know, Tom Hoagie or whatever is the number 30 seed. And, and you whittle it down until you have a championship match. I don't know. Call it August Madness. Like <laughs> there you go. But uh, I, and, and it's not just simply a bracket and match play. There would certainly have to be some structuring, um, you know, where you could do it in the amount of time and, and rewarding the best players, you know, the, the number one seed, how, however that's going to work out. But a... I think if you went to some sort of match play format, I like it. You could really make it good. I think that would capture the public's attention more. And I love watching match play. Yeah. So good. I also think, don't you think on these, like, easier the to end, bet if they did that too? The broadcasters should go out of their way. I know it is not like kosher to like talk about the money one, mm-hmm. you know, during a normal golf tournament, yes. certainly not during a major. But I think at this point, when the purse, how much does the winner win now? 18 Milski. Okay, 18 Milski, as Brady puts it. <laughs> like, I do think that, like, broadcasters, it's okay to talk about that. Yes. You got to hype this up They've a little bit. They've accepted talking about the odds. Right. So just talk about what well, this putt's worth. You know, they do do that. Dollars. In fact, last week, I think uh, somebody, uh, 
I think it was Adam Scott made a tremendous bunker shot basically to get into the final 30 here. And uh, yeah. I think it was Paul Azinger that said, you know, that's about a $500,000 shot well, right see, there. I want, you but know? that's what I'm saying. That's the exception. I want more of that. I mm-hmm. want that to be the rule. I want mm-hmm. Brady Cannon on a broadcast going, this one's for eight mil- 18 million Milski. Whatever you said. <laughs> I uh, hear you. You have a couple head-to-heads as well? Here? Yeah, I do. Uh, I played Rory McIlroy minus 130 over John Rahm. And, again, that is with the handicap. So Rory McIlroy starts at four under par. He's got a one-shot advantage on John Rahm, who starts at three under par. Um, Rahm has played well the last couple of weeks. But, like I said, I think Rory's the best player in the world right now. You're giving me a stroke advantage. Uh, I took that matchup at minus 130. And then I played Matt Fitzpatrick over Justin Thomas. I've seen, I've seen this number change a little bit. In one book, Matt Fitzpatrick has become the favorite. I haven't really seen it elsewhere. But I got Fitzpatrick at plus 115 over JT. And Justin Thomas has really not been in great form going all the way back to, you know, early July or even late June for the U.S. Open. He just hasn't been really popping. He play, has played very well here at East Lake in the past, but um, I thought Mitz, uh, Fitzpatrick at plus money was a green light. Okay. For those who don't know Brady Cannon, Brady is part of the Sun Souci team in 2011, won the Hilton, last Hilton one, right? That's the correct. The Hilton Super Contest back in the day. Uh, the, uh, the biggest at that time, Biggest handicapping, NFL handicapping contest there was. Uh, it was the only one in town. It was the uh, the granddaddy of them all, as they used to say. Yeah. And so you guys won it. It was you and three of your partners. One of the funnier stories, not funny for this individual, but you were you were a group of four the year before. We were a group of five the you year before. You were a group before. of five, and the fifth Beatle decided, I'm out. Yeah, I'm not going to do it this year, Brain. <laughs> and you guys <laughs> Just won Just what it we all. needed. And your prize in 2011 was? 320000 320000 And that included the the final three-week mini contest that we also won. It wow. included the bonus for hitting better than 67%. You also, because of that, were one of the—you really deserve credit for starting Super Contest Weekend as yep. well. which just happened last yeah. weekend. Oh, it did? Okay. Yep. You—do um, you still do the contest, and do you still do it in a group? Yes and yes. Oh. and Same I- guys? Um, actually this year will be the first time in 11 years that we will have a new Sanssouci team. Oh, wow. Yep. New team members. You know what that, you know what that means? You're alive to win. win. <laughs> what is uh, it, so for those who are curious, cause we knew, we always talk golf, you and I, but let's talk a little football. What is your, what is sort of your season long thoughts? Like who are you high on? Who are you not as high on in terms of specific NFL teams? Well, I think like a lot of people, I'm high on the Ravens. Um, I bet uh, the Ravens to win the division. I bet the Ravens over their season win total. And actually, I just made a bet, and this is a, a flyer, um, but I I feel strongly about these two teams. I think there's a shot. I made a bet. You can do it at BetMGM. Thank you to our sponsor. Uh, for the representatives in the Super Bowl, I bet the 49ers and the Ravens at 80-1. to 1. And if you just bet those two teams to win the conference, the Niners are about 7-1 to one and the Ravens are about 10 or 11. But I thought, if I can basically have the same bet at 80-1, to one, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try that. So you went exacta on them. Yeah, and again, that's, that's obviously a long shot. Yeah. But hopefully I'm in a position Actually, come playoff time. I should be clear, not exacta. You just bet the matchup itself. doesn't have to be one team beating the other. Right. Yeah. It's just the match. So okay. it's the conference champions. Okay. Uh, a rematch of the old uh, yes, the Harbaugh brothers, Joe Flacco Super Bowl. Yeah, 
we call that the Joe? What, what do you remember most? The lights going out in that Super Bowl? Yeah, I do I, remember I mean, that. That There were a lot of things that happened in that game. I remember, yeah, the, of course, I, I grew up a 49er fan. Oh, and, and I know they, what you're going to say. I remember Frank Gore catching fire. Oh, you know what it was for me? Because I was in the Bay Area at the time, too. All the 49ers fans like, oh, Crabtree totally caught that ball. Was it caught the ball or no, got no, interfered with? No, 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 with? They thought it was a penalty. Yes. Because live, it looked like it was P.I., but when you slowed it down, no. it really wasn't. And it didn't matter. They were like, no, it's still P.I. Yeah, they were totally I don't. They, they were running the ball down the Ravens' throat. Their big nose tackle had gotten injured and was out of the game. And then they decided they got, you know, down to the 10-yard line or whatever, and they decided to throw the ball. That was a mistake, it, it, I think, in hindsight. Yeah. There was a ton in that game. Obviously, the power outage. The Jacoby power Jones outage. had the longest kick return in Super Bowl history as well in that game. And then, like Brady said, I mean, that was a frantic comeback. I mean, the Ravens were destroying them destroying before the lights went out. And then, mysteriously, the lights went out. Yeah. And Joe Flacco parlayed that into a nine-figure contract. The the highest-paid guy in the NFL for two years. <laughs> Joe Flacco will meet up against his old team in week one, the yeah. Jets hosting the Ravens, and he's made some comments about, yeah, you know, we do get fired up for that type of thing. Revenge spot. You, you know, the Ravens, <laughs> it, it, it keeps getting higher on the Ravens. It's now to seven by kickoff. Who knows? It could be eight, maybe seven and a half at least. Starting to look like the Jets could be a play there. 45 seconds. What's your favorite bet that you have this year? Uh, probably Ravens to win the division uh, would be my – Ravens to win the division, Bears – and all this is coming out in the uh, NFL betting guide oh, tomorrow. tomorrow. Nice. Um, the one flyer bet that I think you and I have talked about – I talked about the Super Bowl exacta or what have you. That's a little bit of a flyer. The other one, I really just kind of bet a number. I don't know if it's going to win, but I thought the number was out of whack. I took Derek Carr to win MVP at 40-1. to 1. He's now down to more like 20 or 25, which I think is more realistic. 40-1, to 1, okay, I'll, I'll bite on that. I immediately had Tom Brady's voice in my head going, that more? Oh, jeez. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right, so you're you're high on the Raiders. You 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 high not, on not not terribly. I it, if the Raiders make the playoffs, I think my bet is live. Okay, bullish on Derek Carr anyway. Brady, thank you as always. Um, See you in January. We'll See you in January. Brady Cannon, everybody at Las Vegas Golfer on Twitter for all your golfing needs here in Las Vegas as well. Hit up Brady. Lombardi line is next. Enjoy from Visa, the Sports Betting Network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.